0: Chapter 69 of The Queen's Necklace by Alexandre Dumas Translated by Henry L. Williams This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. THE CONGE The Queen went to Mass the next day, which was Sunday, smiling and beautiful. When she woke in the morning she said, "It is a lovely day; it makes me happy only to live." She seemed full of joy, and was generous and gracious to everyone. The road was lined, as usual, on her return with ladies and gentlemen. Among them were Madame de Lamotte and Monsieur de Charny, who was complimented by many friends on his return and on his radiant looks. Glancing round he saw Philippe standing near him, whom he had not seen since the day of the duel. "'Gentlemen,' said Charny, passing through the crowd, "'allow me to fulfill an act of politeness.' And advancing toward Philippe, he said, "'Allow me, Monsieur de Taverney.' to thank you now for the interest you have taken in my health. I shall have the honor to pay you a visit tomorrow. I trust you preserve no enmity toward me.' "'None, sir,' replied Philippe. Charny held out his hand, but Philippe, without seeming to notice it, said, "'Here comes the Queen, sir.' As she approached, she fixed her looks on Charny with that rash openness which she always showed in her affections, while she said to several gentlemen who were pressing round her, "'Ask me what you please, gentlemen, for to-day I can refuse nothing.' A voice said, "'Madame,' she turned round and saw Philippe, and thus found herself between two men, of whom she almost reproached herself with loving one too much and the other too little. "'Monsieur de Tavernay, you have something to ask me? Pray speak.' "'Only ten minutes, audience, at your Majesty's leisure.' replied he with grave solemnity. Immediately, sir, follow me. A quarter of an hour after, Philippe was introduced into the library where the Queen waited for him. Ah, Monsieur de Taverney, enter, said she in a gay tone, and do not look so sorrowful. Do you know I feel rather frightened whenever a Taverney asks for an audience? Reassure me quickly, and tell me that you are not come to announce a misfortune. Madame, this time I only bring you good news. Oh, some news. Alas, yes, your majesty. There. And alas, again. Madame, I am about to assure your majesty that you need never again fear to be saddened by the sight of a tavernay. For, madame... The last of this family to whom you once deigned to show some kindness is about to leave the court of France forever. The queen, dropping her gay tone, said, You leave us? Yes, your majesty. You also? Philippe bowed. My sister, madame, has already had that grief. I am much more useless to your majesty.' The Queen started as she remembered that Andréa had asked for her congé on the day following her first visit to Charny in the doctor's apartments. "'It is strange,' she murmured, as Philippe remained motionless as a statue waiting his dismissal. At last she said abruptly, "'Where are you going?' "'To join Monsieur de la Perouse, madame.' "'He is at Newfoundland.' "'I have prepared to join him there.' "'Do you know that a frightful death has been predicted for him?' "'A speedy one,' replied Philippe. "'That is not necessarily a frightful one.' "'And you are really going?' "'Yes, madame, to share his fate.' The queen was silent for a time, and then said, "'Why do you go?' because i am anxious to travel but you have already made the tour of the world of the new world madame but not of the old a race of iron with hearts of steel are you tavernais, you and your sister are terrible people you go not for the sake of travelling but to leave me your sister said she was called by religion's duty it was a pretext however she wished to go and she went may she be happy you might be happy here but you also wish to go away spare us i pray you madame if you could read our hearts you would find them full of unlimited devotion towards you cried the queen you are too exacting she takes the world for a heaven where one should only live as a saint you look upon it as a hell and both fly from it she because she finds what she does not seek and you because you do not find what you do seek am i not right monsieur de tavernay allow human beings to be imperfect and do not expect royalty to be superhuman be more tolerant or rather less egotistical she spoke earnestly and continued all i know is that i loved andrea and that she left me that i valued you and you are about to do the same it is humiliating to see two such people abandon my court nothing can humiliate persons like your majesty shame does not reach those placed so high what has wounded you asked the queen nothing madame your rank has been raised your fortune was progressing i can but repeat to your majesty that the court does not please me and if i ordered you to stay here i should have the grief of disobeying your majesty (sighs) i know cried she impatiently you bear malice you quarrelled with a gentleman here monsieur de charny and wounded him "'and because you see him returned to-day "'you are jealous and wish to leave.' "'Philippe turned pale, but replied, "'Madame, I saw him sooner than you imagine, "'for I met him at two o'clock this morning "'by the baths of Apollo.' "'It was now the queen's time to grow pale, "'but she felt a kind of admiration "'for one who had retained so much courtesy "'and self-command, in the midst of his anger and grief. Go, murmured she at length in a faint voice. I will keep you no longer. Philippe bowed and left the room, while the queen sank, terrified and overwhelmed on the sofa. End of chapter 69 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia